welcome to episode number 29 of the Final Whistle Podcast. My name is Trevin Pixley, and join with me, as always, is my boss and the man that is always excited to be here, Mr. Don Walden. Don, how you doing? I'm excited because it's only 6.30. I know. The sun's still out. The sun is still out. <laughs> it's springtime, you know. And, yeah, you know, that daylight saving time yeah. thing, you know, it, it's Kind of hard to get used to that we're we're doing this while the sun is still up. Yeah, you know it, it's nice now when I get up at four o'clock and the sun is is still shining. It, uh, That's p.m. right, not a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was four a.m., the sun would be down, so. and you'd still be up. Yeah, exactly. So so I'm still up and the sun's down, and when I wake up, the sun is up. So you know the seasonal everything's depre- backwards when it comes to you. <laughs> the seasonal depression is dying out. <laughs> As they say. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. But, uh, you know, the, the spring the spring has kind of, you know, it's we're kind of in a lull, I would say. I mean, it hasn't been it hasn't been slow, but it hasn't been fast as far as as far as college sports and as far as high school sports go, I would say. Right. I mean, it's kind of the tweener yeah. period, you know, where we just finished up with basketball a couple weeks ago and. Spring sports, high school is starting. It's it's a little slow, but there's some thing. There are some things that are going on, but you know it won't get hot and heavy until after this week in particular because we've got spring break around here for the most part. Yeah, so you know we're gonna dive into some uh, spring football stuff. We're gonna be diving into a little bit of high school and of course a little bit of college baseball. But before we do that, this week's broadcast is brought to you by <clears throat> Inland360 and Inland360.com, where you can find a complete calendar of regional events and a wide array Huge. of compelling coverage of the region's art and entertainment scene at Inland360.com. It's where Jason that goes for what he does. Inland360.com. Hey, does the missus go there? That's what I want to know. I'm, I'm almost... You I'm, should you should ask Jason the next time you talk to him. If Kimberly goes If Kimberly goes, if over Kimberly there, goes to Inland360.com. I, I will make sure that uh, once the, I... Is that go, the first question you ask? Yeah. Uh, on Tuesday? That is the first it's question. Not, it's not pro day. No. It, it's not anything having to do with, you know, the players on the field. It's now that you've moved to Moscow... What are you doing? Yeah. Where do like, you go where for do you what you go do? go for what you do? Inland360.com! That would be a good little soundbite to put on the podcast. That might not be a bad uh, question. Hey, but... yeah. Well, ask Jason. Yeah. You know, maybe he can, you know, <laughs> fill up some ad time for yeah, us. Yeah, fill up some ad time. But, you know, we, we talked uh, here briefly before in the intro about uh, old Treep's sleeping habits and uh, <laughs> about... Uh, me waking up at 4 p.m. No. Uh, for these next couple days, that uh, that how about PM, these next like month and a half? Yeah, these those p.m.s are gonna have to be switched to a.m.s because uh, the the vandals they 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 like to know they know my schedule they they know my schedule so well that every time they they do breaking news they fire a coach they hire a coach they do it on my day off they know that I like to sleep in so they have their uh, spring practices at 6.40 in the morning. So, I will be in How's Moscow. How's that going to go? Uh, not well for your boy. And, <laughs> and I'm not even the one practicing, so I'll be... <laughs> I will be... Yeah, uh, I wonder how Giovanni's going to take to that. You know, I think the players are, are you know, going to be accustomed to it. I think uh, they've been doing double days 
uh, since high school, and they haven't stopped. So I think they're going to be a lot more accustomed to it than than I will. Than, than, than your boy here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, hopefully once... Well, your boy did play football, though, so he should be accustomed to two days. Well, it, it's wild now because that has been six six years ago now <laughs> at this point. So, you know, simple math, right? Yeah, which is insane. Um, I, I've been, I'm closer to my 10-year reunion now than I am <laughs> since I graduated high school. But, I don't even want to hear it. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But going into Tuesday um, is going to be their first spring practice as well as their pro day. And uh, they put up a graphic uh, for the guys that are going to be competing in the pro day. And, you know, there was... I think there's five of them, right? Yeah, there were some names on there that I had, you know, kind of forgotten about. You know, <laughs> I, I had kind of only thought about two, uh, which was... Uh, Falonico and uh, Leo Tomba. Right. You know, I completely, Favai Favai kind of completely slipped my <laughs> How mind. did he slip your brain? He, he kind of completely Was slipped it the my seizure? Brain. Yeah, it must have been the seizure, yeah. <laughs> and Roshan Johnson, too. Right, yeah. Favai uh, Favai is a guy that I think, you know, with just his uh, ability, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, probably an undrafted guy, but you right. know, just with his. Uh, you know, measurables. He he might find his way onto an NFL. Yeah, roster. he might he, he might find himself you know signing a free agent deal yeah. somewhere. And I think the same way with Leo Tomba too. He's a you know he's a physical guy. He's a raw guy. He's fast too. He's quick. Um, you know, as for Roshan Johnson, the running back position is you know in the NFL especially. I mean, that's a hard a hard uh, position to stick out. Right. At. It's yeah. a hard one to be to you know spend a lot of time in the league at. Um, but, uh, and, and, but, but not only that, but if you think about it, the life expectancy of a running back is very short. Yeah. And it's gotten shorter. I feel like, yeah. As, as the years have progressed. Now is, could Rashawn be a guy that you, you could possibly see, you know, maybe not this year, but like maybe next year, XFL or USFL or maybe even a CFL guy, you know, this I think, summer? I think you could see all five of them. I mean, doing that. I mean, if, if they don't get onto an NFL roster, I think all five of them, I think that's, there's potential there. Um, which is nice that they have these uh, these leagues now. I have heard that the XFL, even though, you know, you see it all over Twitter and things like that, that the numbers aren't doing too well, um, which, you know, you don't like to see because then that league's probably going to fold. I don't know. Again. The, yeah, I don't know what the USFL's numbers are doing. I've never, I haven't watched a game. Uh, all yeah, year. exactly. Yeah. So, so I don't know if that's going to be sustainable. But I'm hoping just with how many talented guys that there are, at least in the XFL too. That's good football. I've watched, right. I've watched a good amount of games. Uh, that they go see dragons. Yeah, go see dragons. <laughs> go Ben DiNucci. Go Trey Walker too. Yeah. Colorado. By the way, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I I think that they have a chance to. At least, maybe be like kind of a farm system for the NFL at, at some point. But um, Roshan Johnson, another guy. Not a lot of teams carry fullbacks anymore. Right. But he's a big enough guy that I mean, if you want like a fullback or maybe just a goal line back, that I mean, he could probably find a role um, in that sense. Favai mm-hmm. Favai is a tackling machine. <laughs> I mean, he easily kind of like a Trey Walker too. So I mean, if Trey Walker is playing in the XFL. Favai, you know, I think kind of similar to Walker, might get a chance uh, during training camp to play somewhere. 
And then, you know, if that doesn't work out, probably going to be on an XFL roster. Uh, Leo Tomba would just – and Fallen Eco. I think you kind of compare those two uh, kind of similar guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they kind of disappointed last year, at least in my opinion. I don't think that they kind of lived up to, I guess, what they were expected. But they are both really good athletes. Right. So, you know, there is a chance that – they could get on a roster, but you want to talk about, you know, life expectancy of a running back. The pass rusher position is always going to be the heaviest, you know, recruited position in the NFL. It's going to be the most drafted position in the NFL. And they're going to be really, really low on the draft board, unfortunately. So they're also probably going to go undrafted. Right. Um, USFL, XFL, a possibility. But uh, I mm. I don't expect those two. Probably not Roshan and uh, Salam as well. He's a he's another guy. I haven't touched on him. Uh, I don't think he's gonna get drafted either. But uh, I think Favai and uh, Favai has the best chance at getting on an NFL roster. Mm. And I think Leo Tomba is probably the second best just because of his size and his ability uh, to get off the ball. Um, and then I would probably go. Falonico, Salam, and Roshan in that order. So I mean especially for a school like Idaho, it's it's gonna be hard. Oh yeah. Because they're an FCS school, they they don't get a lot of attention for the most part anyway. Mm-hmm. So getting these guys onto rosters, I, obviously it can't happen. I mean, let's look at Mark Schlereth as the example. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, and Trey Walker or, got on a roster. You know, Trey bit. Walker was on a roster for a little bit. You know, John Freeze back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not impossible. It's just a harder road to go when you're, you know, at a at a lower Division One school. Mm-hmm. Even, I would say, even your mid-majors, it's really difficult, you know. I mean, because most of these guys are, you know who are on NFL rosters are taken out of the top six conferences. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's just, it's an uphill battle as it is. Mm, You know, I guess my question would be, why do these schools conduct these pro days? Well, because, you know, like in Idaho, not necessarily like a wazoo, but, but in Idaho. Um, because like you said, almost everything you said is a hundred percent correct. Uh, because, because these big schools are always going to get the invites to the combine, uh, and right. and these guys aren't going to get invited to the combine just because of how much you know invites are going to be. I think I don't know the exact number off the top of my head of guys that get invited to the combine, but you know, guys from Idaho, unless you know you are Hayden Hatton, maybe. Think Hatton, yeah, Hayden I'm, Hatton I'm very, might get a very combine invite next year. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see Jermaine too. I think is a guy. Uh, he's only a junior. I think he's only a junior this year though. So, you know, he's got a he's got a chance. But uh, anyway, off topic. Uh, I think that just because they don't get enough combine invites, it gives scouts who, you know, have seen these guys before or have looked at the tape to go and get a closer look at these guys. Right. Um. Which I think is nice. I mean, and Jason Eck, I mean, coming from uh, South Dakota State, you know, he's he's coached. That's a he's coached familiar, you know, guys in the who are in the NFL. Yeah, so. and 
And it's good because... And he's built relationships with, with these scouts. Exactly. So that's that's huge for Idaho as well. And that's why I think guys like Favai and uh, Leo Tomba will have an opportunity, if they have a good pro day, to be on an NFL roster. At least through training camp. Right. So uh, keep your eyes on that. Um, now, as far as um, the first spring practice goes, um, I'm very intrigued i haven't been to a spring camp yet i've been to a couple i think i started during the end of summer so i yeah. started at the beginning of fall camp basically yeah. yep last year um so i'm interested to see how jason is going to conduct um the spring camp especially now that he's the guy you know there's there's not as much uncertainty um, around this program. There's still some questions, but yeah, the the stability of the program, I think, is much better than what it was a year ago at this time. Yeah, there's some questions, but I think <clears throat> the questions that they have are positions that, you know, I think every team in the country has question marks at. Like, you'd be hard-pressed to find any team, no matter where, where it is, FCS, you know, FBS and the SEC, where they don't think like you know, you know our offensive line can't be better, you know. So, mm -hmm. and and their offensive line last year did that not. That was patchwork. Yeah, yeah, and and they they allowed the third most sacks in the uh, Big Sky last year, mm -hmm. but they got better as the, as the year went on. Right. And you know they they didn't expect Aiden Kanapik to have the year that he did, and. It could it could be a flash in the pan too, you know. Who knows? Right. Um, and then you got Abe Christensen moving to defense, which I don't think that's going to last very long, unless they they really really want him to play D tackle. I just I, I don't see it. I mean, I don't think that uh, Tegan. Se I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I think it's Sessi. Uh, he was kind of their swing tackle. Their their guy that kind of came in every time somebody got hurt. Mm -hmm. um, you want to talk about patchwork? That's kind of what he was. He wasn't great, right? He filled a hole. Yeah, and I don't think he's a starting offensive lineman. Okay. And uh, the kid from the NAIA school, his name's slipping my mind right now. Um, he is going to be very solid, and I think he's going to earn a spot um, on the offensive line. I just I'm very curious to know. Who the center is going to be? It's probably going to be Elijah Terry Sanchez. Terry Rainey. Yeah, Terry and Rainey. I think Elijah Sanchez probably will be the center, if I had to guess. And then you'll have Rainey as a tackle. And then you'll probably put Sassy at the other tackle for right now. But, I mean, you, you probably want to put Abe Christensen inside. Or, no, Kanapik, excuse me. So you'll probably have Kanapik and Rainey as the uh, tackles and then you'll probably put Sanchez as the center and then really you kind of got those two guard spots um Hallbeck is a is a tackle traditionally but you could probably move him inside he's experienced you could probably do that but I mean I think if you <laughs> if you put Abe back on offense that five is a pretty solid starting five and you know I, I I haven't seen – I know that when he originally committed to play for NC State, um, he was a defensive tackle. And then when he came to Idaho, 
he uh, he switched. He switched, and I know you can make more of an impact on the defensive line, mm-hmm. but I mean, if you you got to keep your star quarterback off the ground, you know, <laughs> you got to you got to open up running lanes. Really, <laughs> and I think I think that's that's kind of the best case scenario and that's kind of what jason said when i talked to him was you know he he, there's still a chance that he can come back and play on the offensive line and i think that that's something that we might see um when that comes up uh defensive back i mean marcus harris is stud uh you got mervin Kenyon playing uh nickel Mm -hmm. and uh armani arnold who you know he Jason said he played in four games, but I, you know, with his red shirt, but uh, he must have just been a ghost in every other game except the Idaho State game because I he had no stats. He was un, <laughs> unimpressed. Trevin was unimpressed. Yeah, but in, in the Idaho State game, he started, you know, and that and that was kind of the game that they played a lot of their red shirt guys. You know, yeah. Jack Lane started at quarterback, for example. Right. And. uh yeah, he, he impressed me. I think he's he's gonna be fine. And you got the two uh, McCormick brothers at safety, and you know I think that secondary is gonna be better than uh, than expected. Well, year. you would think it would be better just off pure experience. Yeah, it's gonna. Well, and I think a lot of Vandal fans are thinking that that's gonna be one of the weaker position groups, but I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a strong group. Uh, the D line, I think, is where. It's going to struggle, and it struggled last year with guys that... Even with guys who were pretty good. Yeah, because you're going you're gonna to have Kamari Bailey, who's going to be probably now a full-time guy. And, you know, we'll see how that goes. He, uh, Jason did say he's kind of... He's, I think he said he gained like 5 or 10 pounds already. So that's good. He's gaining weight. Um, but that other edge spot is wide open. And I'm, I'm very intrigued to see who gets it. I... I would like to think, and I would like to say, just on my own claim, that Matthias McLean's going to get it, because I, I think that kid's a stud, the Priest River product, yeah. and uh, you know, and then you got Ben Bertram at D tackle, and then that other D tackle spot's wide open. That's kind of you know why Abe probably wants to be there, because you know the thing is, is with Abe is he has a starting spot no matter where where he goes. I think he could either be a guard or he could be a D tackle, so. It's kind of pick your poison, really. Uh, James White, anybody? Yeah, James White. I mean, if he wants to switch sides, but tight end. I mean, he. That's true. I mean, he probably could have a have a chance to start there. I think Mateus is a little better, right? Um, but James is in a stacked tight end room just based off numbers. I mean, there's yeah, there's ten of them. There's so many. How how many how many tight ends are you gonna throw to? Yeah. Well, and you know, Jason, when he was uh, at South Dakota State, he liked running two tight ends. And then this year, he couldn't really do that because, you know, Alex Moore went down. Right, yeah. He didn't really have a reliable other option, uh, except for Jay Cox. And then Alex is coming back this year, too. Yeah. You know, and, he was, wasn't he injured in the uh, Wazoo game? Yeah, he was injured in the Wazoo game. And, uh, I mean, now... Heck, you can play three tight ends if you wanted to. Or you can just rotate. Full house. <laughs> yeah, you can rotate. Yeah. H-back. Yeah. Put, put one of them at fullback. Yeah, I mean, put James at fullback. He's been in the backfield numerous times. Oh, no, right. So, I mean, he was. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> one more take, too, on the defensive side of the ball. The linebackers are going to be good. 
because you know I think we kind of after after the signing happened, I think we kind of all forgot about uh, Zyri Alexander. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, how good he is, and uh, Paul Muwala. I mean, oh, who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah. So some guy came from dropped down from Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And is some and, average guy. And some guy that decommitted from Arizona. I think it was Arizona, not Arizona State. Yeah. So to play for Idaho. So two. Right. Two guys um, that are going to help, and it, it really comes down to how good the D line is because they got a solid secondary. They got two good linebackers. I mean. Who whoever plays the best on the D line is really gonna it's gonna dictate how that defense goes. And the same thing on offense. How good is that offensive line gonna be? And how good are the running backs below Anthony Woods gonna be? Well, that's the and that that's another intriguing question that you kind of brought up in your story is who's gonna run the ball besides Anthony? Yeah. Because there's nobody. I mean, there there there's you know bodies. Yeah. But. That's all I, I think all you can say right now yeah, so is their bodies. Yeah, because these freshmen aren't going to come in until after the spring. Right. So, so you know, we and won't the get only guy, And the only guy with experience right now, if memory serves, is uh, Romano. Fan and favorite. It's been, <laughs> and, and it's been like a hot minute since yeah. Romano has gotten significant touches. Yeah. And and if I'm, if I'm Jason Hack, I'm looking at the portal. You know. I, I would try. I would try. I mean, wouldn't you? So, so, so your confidence in Romano is like slim to none. Not slim to none, but I mean, if you want to, if you want, he, not a, not for a full season, not not for him to be your second option. I mean, you look at how good Anthony Woods, Eli Cummings, and, and Roshan Johnson were, were last year. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean it's gonna be a, tough to equal that. Yeah, if you think about it, anyway. But maybe, maybe him being a third option wouldn't be bad. But he seems to me to be a guy that you could swing out of the backfield, get him, get him, get him open in space. He you know, screens. Back. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. But they need a. They either need like a. Ro, they need a Roshan type of back, I think. And I would look in the portal to get a guy like that. You're probably and you know you looked at the guys that they got through the last transfer portal period and it, none of them were except for uh i already forgot his name again rainy the offensive <laughs> lineman, uh, other than him i mean none of them really kind of stood out so they're just a bunch of guys yeah and i mean jason last year i mean he brought in some dudes from the transfer portal. right i mean marcus harris paul mawala i mean you name it they, he he hasn't really brought in a splash guy from the portal yet, and I think he's he's due to do that. And I think if he's going to do that, it's going to be either at the running back, D tackle, or yeah, I think it's gonna be running back or D tackle position or DN or DN position. I I think he's confident, and he should be, and Ormani Arnold playing that corner position. And maybe maybe another O lineman if you want to, mm-hmm. you know. But that's that's what I would target if I was if I was Jason Eck for a day. And uh, as far as I mean, you know, you look at the offense, and the offense is, I mean, as long as you can keep Giovanni upright, 
Well, and you he, know, and give him time to throw the ball. You know, and Jack Lane's pretty good too. I, I, I like. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not advocating for Giovanni to get hurt or anything. And I'm not. I'm not. You know, and I'm not. I, I'm not saying like. You know, but what you're saying is Jack is capable. Yeah, and he's a capable backup. And you know, I, I asked Jason to, because um, uh, I said, you know, what's the competition like for the backup QB spot? And he essentially said, you know, Jack is backup quarterback. You know, they're going to give Ridge some looks, and you know, they're going to be kind of the only three quarterbacks during the spring. So Ridge is going to get a lot. You of mean throws. Jabori Gibbs is not going to be around? Jabori Gibbs is not even on the roster. He's not on the roster. Now, see, last time we checked, he was. Yeah, he's no longer on the roster. He's was there gone. a reason given? No reason given. I said you I didn't said, ask him. I said Jabori there. He said no. And then I said, is there any reason why? He said no. no. <laughs> like, Dang it, Thanks, Jason. I, I think he. I think. I think if memories, he. There is every chance in the world that last year was his senior year, and we just forgot. There, there could. Right. There could have been. He could have graduated last year, or you know, he entered the transfer portal and he is actually looking for a job, which you know, that's very well possible too. Yeah, because you know, Jabori and CJ are both gone. Obviously, CJ entered the the portal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, and I'm very excited for fall camp too because they got some freshmen that I, I really want to see um, in action. So that's that's gonna be the James White, James White, dude, the new the, the, the actual starting tight end, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, actually, James is gonna take over for Hayden Hatton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's the new. Wouldn't Hayden that be Hatton. crazy? It would be crazy. He's, he's the new uh, the new uh, unsung hero of Vandal football. And this is this is Hatton's junior year too. I know that's and, scary. Yeah. And he that's could, scary. Well, I mean, if he if he puts up another, so let me let me ask you this: if he puts up another year like he did this year, right? Just ridiculous numbers is on all these all American teams. So what do you have? He have almost? Did he have a hundred catches? Yeah, he had a hundred catches. I think over twelve hundred yards, and just broke. I, he had double digit touchdowns. I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He broke, I, I think he broke the uh, single-season yeah, record. Yeah, broke the single-season record. Let's say, you know, just for... Just you know, for giggles? Just for giggles. He doesn't do, doesn't break any single-season records, but his yardage mm-hmm. is still ridiculous. You know, has maybe like one less touchdown. Still has like 100 catches. Would you declare for the draft if you were Hatton? Nope. No? You can no. go for a senior year? No. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, we're going back to the whole FCS thing. You know, he just doesn't get, he doesn't get the attention that he probably deserves. Yeah. Now, I don't want to create or, or stir the pot here, but, you know, what if he has another year like that and says, eh, I'm going to try my wear, I'm going to try my wares in the portal. I, I think he, he, he strikes me as a guy that really appreciates what Idaho is doing. But I just to, just for stirring the pot circumstances, if I was an Idaho fan, I would be very upset. P O. Yeah. Well. P O. But at the same time, could you blame him? Really? No, absolutely you know? not. I mean, again, go- again, this is if we're projecting out that he does almost the same thing that he did this past year. Yeah. You could not blame the kid 
for wanting to try to get more attention if he stays. Yeah. It, it, you know, if he doesn't declare. Say say just for, you know, again, for... Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're all giggling here. This, <laughs> this, this is just lunch table talk, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yes, just between you and me. Just between us girls. Um, you right. Know, you know, say he goes back, right? He goes back to his home state, decides to play for Arizona or Arizona State, and goes to the Pac-12. You know, what if he went to Arizona and hooked up with Jaden Delora? Yeah. That's the storyline. That's the storyline. And then they play Wazoo, and then Steph has so many feature stories to write. <laughs> he's, he's over there just like, I got so, so much material. I, I, uh... I, you know... I, I don't think he would, though. I really don't. I, I don't... Yeah. He, he really... Jason has done a great job at that program of, like... And I think Golic said it best when she was looking for Idaho's new coach. Is that men's basketball? It is. Yeah, men's basketball. Uh, that she wanted a coach that knows how to work the portal as far as maintaining their players. Right. And I think Jason, even though he's only one year in, just the way that the kids talk about him. Yeah. He's doing a good job of that. Right. So, you know, and if he if he were to declare for the. Uh, NFL draft as a junior, which I don't think he would do that. But I would, I would write a lot of art. I would like make sure that, uh, like FCA, like I would, I would freelance to get that kid like <laughs> some some attention because he deserves it. He's he's a great guy. He's a great receiver. I would, uh, I would do. I would go to bat for Aiden Hatton. That's uh, high state baby. Yeah, the, okay. you, would, you, would, you would like that. That ain't gonna happen. No, but uh. Yeah, and uh, Jack Lane. I was gonna say something about him too, but I don't. I don't remember. But, but solid yeah. number two quarterback. Solid, he is a solid number two quarterback. Uh, Therese too. Just some, uh, some. I was gonna add a training room thing to the end of my story, but it was already so long, so I didn't. But uh, Therese right now is about seventy percent, according to Jason Eck. So what? What do you? What was his issue? So yeah, he also has a knee. Okay. So he will not be going like full speed, obviously, to start spring camp. But he said that he's hoping that he can do uh, some individual drills once it starts. So he'll be a little limited. Uh, Jordan Dwyer also is going to be limited. Um, I think he had a foot injury, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll be limited. And uh, Michael Graves now, he'll be he's he's healthy. So he for like the first time in ten years. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he can hold on to a football. Uh, <laughs> huh? Yeah, what was that? Can't say that a little louder, huh? Uh, you know. So as of as of right now, the wide receivers that are going to be in camp from last year, the three, the top three, is going to be Hayden, Jermaine, and Graves. So, and I mean Hayden and Jermaine can carry that core. We've seen it. You know, seen it last year. Because so, what can Graves do? He can take you to the grave. <laughs> That's what he can do. Cradle to the grave? Yeah. And uh, Alex Moore, too. Uh, he's he's good. And Alex Moore, yeah. He's good. He, Tight end? Yeah, he's good. He'll be he'll be practicing, and 
he's exciting to watch. Uh, you know, I remember the first practice I, I went to, he had a one-handed snag on the sideline. He is, what is he, like 8 foot 10? Yeah, he's he's a tall guy. Yeah. He's a tall guy. He Didn't he play practice. basketball at some point too, I think? He's a state champion in basketball, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So he's a, he's very talented. Um, he's no Jack Wilson, on the other hand. No, he's no James White either. Oh, yeah, wait till he shows up to camp. Yeah, right. <laughs> wait till he shows up right, to camp. Right, you know, he'll be dunking all over everybody, huh? Yeah. Uh, Jason Eck also uh, told me that he's not going to be uh, playing any video games with his uh, his players, like another certain coach. Oh, really? Yeah. Before we dive uh, into how that. About, or, or ping pong? No ping pong. Either. No ping pong? How about Uno. Definitely no Uno. <laughs> this week's broadcast is brought to you by Inland360 and Inland360.com, where you can find a complete calendar of regional events in a wide array. Nerd. Compelling coverage of the region's art and entertainment scene at Inland360.com. Unfortunately, it's where Jake Dickert goes for what he does. Inland360.com. Now, now, why do you say unfortunately? He is a big cornball. Why? Why? He's just trying to liven things up. Liven things up. That's what I call it. Liven things up. What did What did he call it? Battle for the Roses. I sounds familiar. Yes. So Jake Dickert, at the end of Trevin's favorite coach, at the end of what? So it's at the end of practice. <laughs> he gives the best player. The best performing player at practice of Rose. No, I thought that and, was the juice box. Are, are he, he gives him juice boxes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Juice yeah. players of the day. Yeah, and he gives him juice boxes. Okay, and that that is... <laughs> okay, I... The Rose thing, I want to say, is because obviously that's the goal. Yes. Is to get to the Rose Bowl. Okay, the juice thing. Let's start off with the juice thing. What? <laughs> oh, we're gonna get on this again. What are they? Youth soccer players? Hey, man, I enjoyed a good good Capri Sun every now and again. You're gonna you're gonna give them a Capri Sun? Did they give them orange slices too? Why not? Did they they should like I said what I, like I said at the uh, when when I first read the story they they he shouldn't be giving them. Roses, they should be giving them boxes of Cheez-Its because that's the bowl that they're going to be going oh, to. Oh, Trev, <laughs> At come the end on. of the year. This is the whole Roses thing, right? I I just don't like it for a lot of reasons. One, okay. it sounds like he's going and going against his players in all these competitions, right? Ping pong, NBA Jam, things like that. The worst part of it is he's one in four. All right. Okay, so it's race for the roses. Race for the roses. Yes. And it's, and he's one in four. All right. And and and, and I, what it is, it, it, it's competition. You know, it's this competition between the players. You know, whoever does well, I guess, and and, and the coach at the end at the end of practice. So whoever does well or performs well gets to go into a competition against Dickert. You know, like, you know, cornhole or pickleball or yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And it's just to kind of build up a little bit of camaraderie. Yeah. And I, I, I hate that. 
I, I, I hate the fact that this is happening. Only Why? Mike Leach would have never done this. God rest his soul. No, he wouldn't have. Jason Eck? He wouldn't do it. I asked him. Oh, you did? Yeah. I asked him if he was going to do anything similar. And he said, no, but we're still giving out the axe. Oh, the battle axe. Which is awesome. Compare and contrast, right? Jason is giving out an axe. Uh, A lethal weapon. Digger is giving out Capri Sun and roses. (laughs) Make it make sense. (laughs) Well, I can make it make sense for you. I mean, you know, the roses are, you know, a visualization to getting to the goal of getting to Pasadena. Uh, I don't know. What what the heck does a battle axe mean? It's cool looking. It's a, it's a battle. It's a battle weapon. It probably has a meaning. I should know what it means, but you know, it's. I mean, it's kind of like the firing squad. Oh God, back onto that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and the one thing that that drives me nuts about this too is the the race for the roses, is that he he is one in four against his players, and most most of you would say, oh, it's not a big deal. Blah blah blah. That just shows he has no competitive edge. I don't even care. I don't care if it's like in little things like ping so, pong or so NBA the co- Yeah, so the competitions have been NBA Jam, so far, NBA Jam, Ping Pong, Cornhole, and Uno. And what did he win in, Dong? Uno! A one-on-one game of Uno is the only thing Jake Dickert has won. And, you know, much like... Uh, his one and four record. That's probably what the Cougs will be coming in after their first five games, and their one win will probably be against a winless, I don't know, Colorado team or something like that. But maybe not because I mean they're led by Dion. Yeah, but they're they got an uphill battle, I think. That Colorado team, even though they got Dion, their roster I don't think is. Dion Sun's gonna be the quarterback. Yeah. But who else? They got prime time. That is true. <laughs> Maybe Coach Prime. Yeah, that's all they need. So the that's all they need. Coach Prime. Their one win will be against like Arizona State. How about that? Even then, I don't even think they could beat Arizona State. Their one win will be against whoever they play week one. That's a squash game or whoever. <laughs> anyway, I'm going. I'm going on a tangent here. But yeah, you're apparently irritated. I am irritated because I just. I just don't see how this is, how he's a good coach. You know, I don't know. It builds cohesion, dude. Uh, builds camaraderie. I guess. I guess. He, he, they played them in NBA Jam. He couldn't even. Oh, oh, he, and, and now we got air hockey. And air hockey, right? They played him in. Hey, what's wrong with air hockey? Come on. Nothing's wrong with air hockey. They played him in NBA Jam, right? They, he couldn't even play him in a modern video game. He went to the pond. NBA Jam? Are you kidding me? He played him that in That is a, modern as modern can get. He went to the pawn shop, bought a GameCube for $19, and then hooked it up to a black and white TV and played his players in NBA Jam. <laughs> I'm offended right I now. I love NBA Jam, but I'm saying, like, come on. <laughs> 
And he couldn't I mean, even win. Uh, what, what do you want him to play? NBA 19K whatever? <laughs> Something a little more modern. I don't know. NHL 94? I beat you in NHL 94. Oh, please, dude. <laughs> There's no way. Oh, my stick, my stick skills. I don't even know. Dude, Chell. I played Pebble Bure no. in NHL 94. So did I. Remember Sega Genesis? Yeah. Yeah, my oh dad, my god, my that dad, that that was that was like the bomb. Me and my dad played that. Just, all the time. <laughs> yeah. just, just just hold the button down and let Pavel Burry shoot. It's yeah. like fire. Yeah, me and my dad used to play that in uh, Tecmo Bowl. Oh, Tecmo Bowl! <laughs> <laughs> now you're going back to my youth, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dickert's listening and he's making notes. On all he's taking notes, taking yeah. notes down. Yeah. Yeah. I come on though. I mean, you know, you gotta have a little bit of fun while you're in camp. I mean, yes, having a little bit of fun, but it's it's so corny. It's <laughs> the juice player of the week. Here's a Brisa, you know, the roses. There, yeah. The orange slices too. Yeah, you know, I just, I just. Can you give them grapes? Yeah, I, like I said, they should be handing out cheese. It's you know, that's that's all I got to say about WSU's spring camp. Man, you are... Yeah, you're a fanboy, all right. Oh, boy. I, I, I haven't hit it. I, <laughs> never once. No, you want to hit it, but... <laughs> I've never, yeah, not not with Jake Dickard. I've, I've never hidden my... So, so, what, so what happens when Steph decides that he's too good for this place and... Uh, you know, he goes off to greener pastures, and uh, you inherit that beat. I'll have to dumb it down a little bit. <laughs> well, Dickert probably won't be there anymore. <laughs> what, what are you saying? So I'll be able to hopefully uh, cover when, hopefully me and Jason Ackbo make the move up together. <laughs> oh, so, so you're, you're, you're stirring the pot a little bit more here by saying that Jason's gonna move eight miles down the road. Yeah, once 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 Steph moves to greener pastures, as, right? As, as soon as as soon as uh, me and Jason both get the uh, the call that that's happening, I'll, I'll I'll hit Jason up, and then he'll say, "Oh, all we'll right. text him." Yeah, I'll text him. We'll go, "Oh, all right," and then uh, yeah, we'll we'll both. Uh, I, I I wonder how Kimberly's gonna take that. Oh, excited! Pac-12 football. <laughs> well, they wouldn't have to move. Yeah, no, probably. They wouldn't not. have to move out of their stately mansion. No. Which apparently they need needed to find somebody good for landscaping. Yeah. Did you see that this week? Uh uh-uh. uh. Jason tweeted out, "Hey, we moved into our house, but we gotta find somebody uh, who does good landscaping." I only. Do you only, know anybody who does good landscaping around there? No, I only seen the the tweet about uh the Idaho football and Gonzaga football that he tweeted out. He's like. Yeah. I missed that one. Yeah, he's like, Idaho's been stomping Gonzaga on the gridiron since 1941. And then, like, he posted the last Idaho football against Gonzaga score after Gonzaga lost. <laughs> he said, V's up. <laughs> so, he was trying to t- so he was taking a dig at Mark Few, basically. Yeah, he's stirring the pot. <laughs> oh, uh, you, you don't know anything about that at all. No, nothing about stirring the pot. I mean... Come on, man. They, it's just having good, friendly competition over there in Pullman. Good, friendly competition. It's not competition if you only win at Uno. Jake Dickert's a loser. 
Boy, that's that's a hot take. Why well, I mean, he's one and four in these competitions? I can't wait to figure out the air hockey results. Hey, they might be in the sports section this week. I can't wait. I can't wait. You I, might have to find it in the agate, though. I, I'm gonna have to. I'll write. I'll write a whole column about Jake Dickert's results in these mini games, and say that he does not deserve a rose or a juice box. And I will send... Maybe not even an orange slice. No, I will send him an unlimited supply of Cheez-Its. <laughs> hey, we got some on the desk right next to yours. I know, I, I got some at home too. Me, me and Taryn, both white cheddar Cheez-It guys. See, again, that, that that's a waste. It is not a waste. Yes, it is. It is the best kind of cheese. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Dude, I'll make a bet with you. It's oh, not. You're a betting guy now, are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my bracket's still perfect, so. <laughs> oh, I've got Florida Atlantic and, you know, San Diego State. What a crapshoot that Miami was. and who the hell's in the other one? I don't know. Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, uh, Miami, and UConn. Yeah, that's right. Oh, oh yeah, how can I forget about UConn? Yeah, the only yeah, beat Gonzaga. They beat Gonzaga. They 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 didn't beat Gonzaga. Yeah, they killed. <laughs> and then they uh, they're the only ones. They left bent that the you know what over, and <laughs> they're also the last one, the only ones with a championship left, which is insanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, uh, I, I mean, the... I'm just telling you, dude. You're 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 really. I think you're you're not giving Wazoo enough credit here. I think they're a good team. I'll leave it at that. This week's broadcast is brought okay, to you Cam. by Inland360 at Inland360.com, where you can find a complete calendar of regional events in a wide array. Nerd. Compelling coverage of the region's art and entertainment scene at Inland360.com. It's where uh, <laughs> Megan Highfield goes for what she does. Inland360.com. I was trying Megan to, Heifel. I was trying to think of her name, and thank you for saving me, by the way. Megan Heifel. Yes. You know, as... Uh, you know, anybody who hits 921... And I'm not... And, and, <laughs> and, and she had a fair share of at-bats. Yeah, it wasn't like she went, like, had, like, seven at-bats or two at-bats or she five at-bats. double digits. She had 13 at-bats down at that win-the-pitch tournament in Caldwell for Moscow Softball. Had 12 hits. Mm-hmm. Not shabby, right? You know, no. 921. I mean, that's 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 a prep athlete of the week worthy, I would say. Well, definitely nomination worthy. Yeah, we'll see We'll see where the chips lie as far as uh, I mean, winners go. You know, Maybe we'll have to start a hashtag. Never, never nominate Megan. Yeah, kind of like never nominate Case. Yeah, we've we've seen uh, we've seen some uh, upsets for that award <laughs> a couple times this year. So we'll see. But uh, twelve for thirteen. I mean, and again, this is fast pitch softball we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could like just step out on the on the field yourself with a helmet and a bat and not fast pitch no. Slow pitch. I was an all-star. Oh, really? Yeah. Beer league? 100%. 100%. Well, we have plenty of those results around here, too. <laughs> yeah. 
think I think we had one the other day it was like thirty two to one in baseball or something like that. I love that, but you know, no, yeah, I bet you do. But you know, if I, I bet the opposing coach didn't love that so much. But but you know, if if I were to get into the batter's box for any of these high school softball pitchers, they would strike me out. Uh, no chance. My 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 reflexes are slow. <laughs> like there's no chance. Not Megan Heifels on the other no, hand. No, no, she's quick. I will also say five home runs while we're at it. I will say, like we said, you know, before the started, high school sports have kind of been slow, but there's been a couple, you know, like her that have stood out. One gal I want to shout out to, Maddie Thacker. I felt like I took their results more than any high school this year i mean not this year but this week and uh she has killed it not only on the mound but as a hitter as well um in one game i'm not sure who it was against but she dished out 12 strikeouts in a double header and that is great great numbers anytime you reach a double digit strikeouts that is um, elite numbers too and uh one game i believe she went six of eight at the plate and that is, you know, unbelievable. So she's another gal nominated for Prep Athlete of the Week. Um, she had a good... She almost had a cycle against Pullman. And she almost had a cycle against Pullman, yeah. So, I mean, and I she, think she was just missing no, a no. single. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> the easiest thing to get. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that's the only one giving Megan a little bit of trouble. I wouldn't I wouldn't be too upset if, if Maddie beat her for that award because I think she made this. It's Grangeville, right? Not Genesee. I get yes, those Grangeville. Mixed, I get those mixed up sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, who are the other nominees? Uh, let's see here. Carlin's Dolan, who who's really good at soccer. Yeah. He He's slightly above average. He actually had seven points this week, but he recorded five goals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and Pullman went 3-0. and you know, in a run where they were playing up uh, in classification, I think, most of the week. I, yeah. Most of the week they were playing up in classification because they played University and Gonzaga Prep. Yeah. Which, that's another topic we can get on. Yeah. Gonzaga Prep. Oh, yeah, the bull pups. But um, I had mm. taken that call, and um, who who's their coach? I can't remember off the top. Doug Winchell. Doug Winchell. There we go. Um the man with many facts. Yeah, the man with many facts and the man that coaches both soccer teams. Correct? Yes. Yeah. And um, he had called me and he had told me that Gonzaga Prep, I believe, either was down 1-0 or was up 1-0 at the half. And they benched their starters. Hmm. And, and they got blitzed. Yeah, and they and Pullman obviously kept their I starters think, in. I think... Wasn't that the six to one game? I think it was eight to one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because I think the Clarkson game was eight to oh, one. Oh yeah, so it was six to one. Yeah. I think six. that was the six to one game. Yeah. And then they went six to one, and Doug was so confused by that. He's like, he's like, yeah, they benched their starters. I. He's like, it was one of the weirdest things I've seen as a coach, and I'm like, I'm like, did they explain well, it to you? Well, maybe Drew Timmy wasn't out there. Yeah, no kidding. And he's, he's like, "Do you explain it Antoine to you?" Antoine Watson. I was like, "Do you explain it to you?" Julian he's Strother. Like, he's like, "No." He's like, "No." He's like, "He's like, I kept my starters in. We kept scoring, so you know, we won." He's like, "He's like, I don't know why they would do that with the RPI and the max press rankings. It just doesn't make sense to me." And I was like, "Well, again, they didn't have Drew Timmy out there, you yeah. know, Julian Strother. Yeah, Mark best, Few wasn't coaching. Yeah, none of their best uh, soccer players. So, 
Yeah, and they're and they're all on the uh, university basketball team. Yeah, exactly. So they just they said, you know what, Pullman have this free W because if we had yeah we had this Drew Timmy kid out here, you know, at the age of forty five, it'd be over. Yeah, in his tenth year. Yeah, he's finally retiring after that. Loss really? To, after that loss to UConn. Really? He can finally retire. <laughs> he can retire a happy man. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. With a lot of money. Yeah, finally has a full AARP. <laughs> hey now. Yeah. Uh, you're hitting a little close there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So, so he finally has that. So that's that's good for Drew Timmy, but. Um, well, and then, you know, we had the strange and bizarre circumstances down in Kuski this weekend. That's, that was a shame. That was, that, it has nothing to do with the organizers or the tournament. Or, 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 or the teams that were there or or anything of that nature. This Mother Nature just basically said, nah, yeah. we, we got enough. Yeah, you, you're not playing baseball. And they had to move. I think they moved it twice, didn't they? Well, they once. moved it. Well, they moved it to Orofino. So we're talking about the South Fork Slugfest, hosted by uh, Clearwater Valley. It was supposed to get started Thursday, and, and the weather pretty much hampered, hampered the entire tournament all weekend. So they wound up moving games, I want to say, on Friday from CV to Orofino. Yeah. And then on Saturday, they moved everything back to or back to CV. Now, they were supposed to have a, um, a skills competition, a home run hitting contest, um, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's the second, the second year they've had this tournament. It's a wood bat tournament, which That's in awesome. and of itself is unique. Yeah. You know, kids get to, play, kids get to uh, hit with the wood bats, you know, like, you know, like your favorite major leaguer. Yeah. Like your favorite major leaguer, Vlad Guerrero. Yeah. I was gonna be surprised. I was I was wondering if you knew who who that was gonna be. I was actually guessing, hey, but good, good guess. But but yeah. seeing as how the the, the sweatshirt you have <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, Toronto, yeah, that, that Toronto Blue Jays thing. But... Yeah, Kevin Biggio is a close second. Anyway, who? Kevin Biggio. I thought it was Craig Biggio. Craig, yeah, two second jams. Yeah, keep going. Keep going, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Now. I'm carrying this podcast, which is what I typically do anyway. I sound like Cody. I was like, speak. Speak. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you did have that Cody-esque thing going on there. Speak. Yeah, speak. Continue. <laughs> Continue. Yes. So, anyway, you know, they were supposed to have this nice big, you know, uh, skills competition, barbecue for all the teams on Thursday night. Which that pretty much got smoke. bagged. Yeah. And I think they... I think my understanding was is they were going to do it uh, Saturday, yesterday. Um, and the, again, the weather was still not the best, but they were able to get all the games in. But it was just—it's just kind of unfortunate because again, you know, Alan Hutchins, your buddy, yeah, you know, looking to build kind of a north-south kind of a thing, like you know they do with the uh, wrestling duels, yeah. Kind of want to build it up a little bit, and uh, you know, again, the weather just kind of yeah, that sucks too. I mean, but that's what you expect in the spring, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, especially around here. I mean, the it, weather is not good, and it sucks too because you can't really schedule it any later. No, so that's like no, because you're getting in the league. Yeah, that's the beginning of the season tournament, and I mean, you know, that sucks too because you know, Alan. Alan does a lot of stuff over there. I mean, he's a good AD. He, like, 
I mean, he goes above and beyond too. Like I, when I had interviewed him for, uh, I covered a Clearwater Valley football game and, uh, they, they had a, it was their homecoming game and they had a dance going on in the gym and like, and Trevor wanted to get down. Oh no. no. <laughs> he, no. He, he wanted to get his groove on. No. And, uh, that's what you told me. You said you wanted to get your groove on, but you had some work to do. And uh, I just remember that, like, I told him, I was like, I'm going to write this in my car. He's like, no, 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 write it in my office. And I was like, oh, dude, I really don't want to write this in your office with all this going on. He's like, he's like, no, dude, I'll lock you in. And so, so, <laughs> I'll lock you in. So he, that's what he did. He locked me in his office. It was quiet. No one bugged me. And, you know, I got to sit in his office and type it did up. Did he give you pizza? No, he didn't give me any pizza. No hot dogs? No hot dogs. But, oh. but he gave me a nice working environment. I mean, Katie know. Ball. Yeah, Katie Kate, Ball would be disappointed. The White Pine League has great athletic directors. The, the whole area does. Let's be honest. I mean, there there's some solid, solid guys and gals that... Yeah, there's an athletic director I heard who's going to be moving. Yeah, I don't soon. know. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I, really? Yeah, I can't. I, you can't I, comment I, on I, that. I don't think I can comment on that until it's official. So <laughs> I've just heard these yeah. rumors. Yeah, I, I, I have too. So I'm waiting. I'm really? Waiting, I'm waiting for the. Uh, you waiting on your roommate to tell you about it? Yeah, I'm waiting on the the release. You know. <laughs> the release, huh? Yeah. There's gonna be a big release, huh? Yeah, that's what that's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah, from the the principal. The principal. Yeah, the principal. <laughs> so I'm waiting. Is he your pal? Yeah, he's my pal. The principal is your pal, huh? On Facebook. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'll enjoy uh, listening to the last part of this podcast yeah, he when, he, when he finds out that his athletic director's leaving. Well, he, I, I had messaged him about that uh, specific deal a couple days ago. Right, yeah. And he had said that he was going to send a release. But he also said he was going to send, send a release on something else. else. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still waiting, yeah, waiting for that one, aren't you? Yeah, and he never did that, so... <laughs> So, you know, time will tell. <laughs> it's, it's not emergency, really. No, not yet. <laughs> yeah, so it's... It, it won't be an emergency until, oh, I don't know, World Series week. Yeah. So, and when that when that release gets, you know, snuck in. Yeah. And, and you hear Don pretty much go, what's he going to say? Yeah. Oh. And then he'll... And then that'll be a Terran issue, really. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> but here's the problem with that: <laughs> Terry's gonna be at the World Series. That's true. Uh, his plate's gonna be full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. gonna be a little busy yeah. that week. So, so I, I have a suggestion for our friends who <laughs> may or may not, <laughs> who may or may not be giving be, us be, a release. Be giving us a release. You might want to give it to us. At the start of May. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that might be too early. Yeah. Actually, too late. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, release it. Release it sooner rather than later. Anyway, I think that, uh... Almost. Yeah. We're almost. Yeah. Yeah. What are you, yeah. What are you thinking? Well, uh, LC Baseball oh, pretty much, yeah. you know, uh... Went north of the border this weekend and they left their offense here yes. south of the border. They've been struggling. Yeah, first time they've lost a conference series since 2019. This is... Things are not looking real pretty right now over at uh, over at Harris Field. But, but they've got plenty of time. Plenty of time. It's so you know, there's, there's 16 games remaining in the regular season. Yeah. 
They're they're trailing Oregon Tech by three games. Yeah. I wonder. That is a huge series coming up though this weekend. They're playing Oregon Tech. Four games. Saturday doubleheader, Sunday doubleheader. I wonder because they're usually first in the conference like at this point in the year. Yeah, even even to start the year, yes. I wonder like if this is the most that they've trailed in league. I know. I you know I don't know. That's a I'd have to. Uh, yes, yes, that would be a Statman question. <laughs> too bad, too bad. The Statman, uh, we're not on live right now with the Statman. No, can't dial him up. Well, I could, but you know, we ought to, we ought to, we ought to get the Statman on yeah. on, on the podcast. Maybe like before the World Series or something. Yeah, yeah, we ought to get him on. But uh, yeah, I mean, a seven seven thirty. Wow, now we're gonna wrap this up. That is a yeah. That's like a new world record. That is a new world record. But before we do wrap this up, this week's broadcast is brought to you by Inland360 and Inland360.com, where you can find a complete calendar of regional events and a wide array Huge. of compelling coverage of the region's art and entertainment scene at Inland360.com. It's where Roman Reigns goes for what he does. Inland360.com. I was curious. Wait a minute. That's next week. I was curious. I was just curious if you're That's That's next week. I was just curious. I was going to ask if you're excited for the... Royal Rumble. I mean, not the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. Royal Rumble. <laughs> WrestleMania. You're about two months late <laughs> yeah. on that one, son. WrestleMania. I saw I saw a, a fan-made, um, what, what are they called, uh, promo or, you know, like, type. Shoot. Yeah, for uh, for Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns with My Way by Limp Biscuit, And I, it got me hyped for that match. I mean, I'm kind of excited. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you're not excited for for WrestleMania. What's that? WrestleMania? Never heard of it. Rumble in the Jungle? <laughs> no, that was from back in the '70s, son. <laughs> well, eh, you know, eh, 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 we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. You know, I, I don't like I don't like the Jey Uso uh, heel to face to heel turn. No. Not a fan of that, but I am a fan of uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going up against them, going up against those Usos. I'm a fan of the the two days, so I can at least watch one of the days uh, for a little bit. Yeah, yeah on the Sunday, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two days I don't think is overplanted anymore. I I, I kind of thought it was. A really strange concept when they did it during the pandemic year, but yeah. they just stopped doing pay per views on Saturdays. They're moving back to Sundays. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the whole, and, and they're really moving that towards Saturdays. I feel like yeah, I most of it. those pay per views. I hate it. Well, I know why you hate it. Yeah, I'm here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you you're slaving away. Yeah. I did watch the Rumble here, though. I had that playing on a on my two screens. I'll never miss a Rumble. I haven't missed a Rumble since ever. I've, I've watched all of them. Since you were in the wound? Mm-hmm. I've, I've watched all the Rumbles. Did you watch the Rumble when you were in the wound? Yeah, when Austin won. Stone Cold! <laughs> Stone Cold! 
But uh, enough, right. n- enough pro wrestling. We're just dragging this on now. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> so, we're, we're probably going to get in trouble for yeah, dragging this on yeah, now. Yeah, so yeah. The higher-ups are going to get mad. But if you want to follow me on Twitter for all your Idaho spring practice needs and pro day as well, you can at Troop Talks. Dom, where can they follow you in the trip? Uh, they can follow me at Waldo9939, and they can follow the Tribune at Lutrib underscore sports. And hey, we're going to have our eighth edition of the newsletter out uh, in the morning, so please sign up. We'd love to have you as a subscriber and a reader, because you get great quality journalism, yeah. like from Trevin. From yours truly. From who? Taryn. Oh uh, yeah, actually, we'll have a story in there uh, about the... Uh, Coaching candidates for, uh, yeah, 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 the coaching candidates for, uh, the women's basketball program, you know. And, uh, uh, all you UI, uh, alums and fans, there's a familiar name on that list. There is, huh? That's called a tease. It's mm. called a tease. Yes, it is, huh? And, uh, great work from Stefan as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now get us out of here. All right. Adios, guys. <laughs>